Thank you for being here. God bless you. God bless your week and God bless your life and may God's favor rest upon you. There is a number of things that have been said this morning. I think they align with what we're going to talk about uh, today and as I mentioned about, you know, not doubting what God wants to do. And uh, I want to talk to you about changing your world by changing your words. It's not a new subject. It's not a subject that you're not familiar with. And, uh, and yet there is a, such a valid element that uh, of which our words are part of and we might have a, a tongue alignment and I'm going to ask the, them to put up the, the just a few scriptures and in the bulletin you will see I mean I have lots of scriptures for you that when you can go home when you can look at it if you want to just validate this uh, the power of the tongue uh, and, and while we're doing this I do want to set some boundaries you know because in every truth, there was extremism. Every truth, there's an extremism. And I, I'm, I don't want to fall into that category. I am not, I'm not selling or advocating, you know, religious lottery ticket this morning that sometimes is projected that if you just say it, it's, it's for sure. What I'm talking about is what your regular conversation is. It is not that word that you say in a moment that is going to determine your life or change direction in your life. But if that should become habitual, it'll begin to shape your mind, your thinking, your inner person, and it is like a magnet. It begins to draw to your inner self. And so when I'm talking about changing your world, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, this world out here, although that will be affected. I'm talking about the you. The world of inner. And so let's read just a couple of scriptures here. You remember the story of Job. The amazing crisis and challenges that he was facing and it says in all this Job did not sin nor charge God wrong it's this is amazing you know compliment <laughs> yes it is yeah in the next one and he's talking to his wife now she wasn't on his side she had reached the end of her ropes and uh, he, he just, you know, honey, he says, you're, you're just not talking right here. 
you're, you're talking foolish. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. James chapter 3 says, and for, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Oh, you'd say that's pretty, pretty influential. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great Things. Its potential is amazing. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. He gives us some comparisons. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. Think about it. It's so set that it defiles the whole body body. Jesus himself said in addressing some issues that had come up, he said, I want you to know it's not what goes in that defiles you, but it's what comes out that defiles you. And it sets on fire the course of nature, your inner person, and it is set on fire by, oh dear Jesus, Hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue, is, is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in this similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Father, thank you for your word. May this be uplifting. May it be transforming. Tongue alignment is a position of agreement or an alliance, a proper position or state of adjustment. Words are a major part of God's power system. What we say has a great impact. 
there is power in the tongue. You're familiar with the passage of Scripture that life and death are in the power of the tongue, both positive and negative. A major part. Right words are a key principle in abundant living. It was God that used words to start things. God said, and he is the word. A negative mind will give you a positive and outlook on life. Or it can give you a negative outlook on life. Someone has said you need to watch your thoughts because they become words. Watch your words because they become actions. And watch your actions because they become habits. And watch your habits because they become character. And watch your character because they become your destiny. Many times if I walk in the public arena of people and I watch the posture and I watch the, 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 just the overall person and then I see some who's easily identified of all that, their view on life and their view on themselves and, you know, has is, is, is been totally you know, erased from value. And my heart goes out to them. It really does. I, was, I think, so. oh, somehow, if I could just say a word. If I could just spend some time and listen to them and begin to have some input in their lives. By virtually, it starts with a word. Starts with the word. The question I want us to, I want to ask this morning, and not in a heavy manner, but as just a matter of question: Are your words causing you to sin? We read the scriptures that he did not sin with his words. Are your words sabotaging your future? To sabotage means to damage, to obstruct, to vandalize, to incapacitate, or to destroy. In all of this, Job did not charge God. In all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. Then we move to James. 
And James tells us this, that words are a measuring rod of spiritual maturity. If anyone does not stumble in word, then they're as a mature in the vigil. Yes. And we read it. Words can be beautiful or they can be ugly. Proverbs 25 and 11 says, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. It's not only the right word, but the words at the right time. Yes. You see, Satan is out to defeat your destiny. And his weapon of choice is dangerous words. He couldn't bring Job down. Because he couldn't get him to stumble. In all of this, Job did not stumble with his words. Whew. How many know there was a pretty direct attack? Very concentrated, very purposeful. His weapon of choice is dangerous words. Rudy R. Kipling said this, that words are the most powerful drug used by mankind. They can infect. They can paralyze. They can bring health. They can stimulate they can excite. Yes. Can motivate, discourage, or lift up. By words, you can build relationships, and by words, you can tear them down. Peace treaties have been written by words, and war has broke out by words. The importance of words is such that over time, you will morph to mere the words, or the, be a mere of your, your words. It's what happens. Somebody said it's not the mountains that wear us out. It's the pebbles in our shoes. It's the small things. It's the emotional pebbles. It's the little things. 
We need to fix the small things. Fix the small things. It's the things that irritate us. They're in our shoes. They don't just affect our steps. They affect our speech. And as a result of that, we need to discover how to detox our speech. How we can change. This is not about positive thinking in that sense of the word. For there is a guide. It is not only a book about Christ, salvation. It is a book about language. The kind of language that as believers and Christians, we are encouraged to speak and to say, Amen. The tongue, it has no bones, but it's strong enough to break a heart or heal or hurt. Tongues can be weapons of mass destruction or amazing healing of healing balm. The tongue has been death to marriages and families and friendships and churches and careers and hopes and reputations of war and peace. But it also can reconcile people and give hope to the despairing and it's also used to spread the gospel. Yes. There's a superpower of words. A superpower of words. Yes. It's important that you don't get hung up by your tongue because it'll brainwash you. Yes. It'll brainwash you. It'll get you to thinking wrongly and incorrectly. You need to fight the lies in your head and don't cash Satan's doubt check. Don't cash it. Someone said you can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can sure stop them from nesting in your hair. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah. Don't give your moods words, especially when it's negative. Don't put any fuel on the fire. You having a bad day? Shut up. <laughs> That's not a good word, is it? Be quiet. True. 
<laughs> it's true. <laughs> Don't give it oxygen. It sets on fire the whole course of nature. Anger can be rising up, and if you don't say anything, it will shut down. Or it can be rising up, and if you choose the right words, you know, it can become calmness and does not turn into a fire. Now, maybe in this conversation of, of tongue alignment, alignment, some of you might need to stop surrounding yourself with toxic people. Proverbs 27 and 19 says, Water face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. Bad company corrupts good manners. <clears throat> when God wanted to take Abraham and move him into the promise that he had promised him that he would become a father of multitudes. He gave him a word, and he changed what was Abram to Abraham. And so a word was given to him, and when they go, whenever he would meet or talk, who are you? I'm Abraham. <coughs> Sounds simple, but yet there is a dynamic power that begins to inform you and enlighten you and remind you. As we sang this morning, I am a child of God. That's who I am. Sometimes, you know, it seems like, well, well that's so simple. The idea is not just to repeat the idea is to get the message. <laughs> to get the message. Proverbs 12, 14 says, A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. 13 and 2 says, A man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. There's something that that speaking is depositing a treasure. David said, thy word have I hid in my heart. He put that word in there, whether by reading, whether by singing, whether by meditating, you know what I mean? Or whether by hearing. And a good man out of the treasure of his heart, and whatever the treasure is, it it comes, comes forth.
This is the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 4. He says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Anybody can improve? Anybody can do a better job? You can supercharge your spiritual climate with God's word. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word that proceeds from the mouth of God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It is important that you educate yourself in the word. Yes. Feed. This thing let loose is dangerous. And sometimes it needs a muzzle. Psalms 39, one says, I said, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue. I will put a muzzle on my mouth. The same writer in Proverbs, or not the same writer in Proverbs, not from Psalms, but Proverbs says, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. You may not be able to tame it, but you can train it. Yes. Job chapter 6 says, teach me and I will hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Verse 25 says, how forceful are right words, but what does your arguing prove? You don't always have to prove your point. All right? Praise the Lord. Now, now, I didn't write this book, right? (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) But it says in James, it says if we don't have restraint in our speech, in other words, what's coming out, we're deceiving ourselves. about our religion. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Lord have mercy. 
<laughs> it wants to be loose, but it needs to be trained. He said, you shouldn't bless God and curse men. When it says you shall give an account of every idle word, he's, he's not saying, you know what I mean, just any kind of word. He said, he's saying every word that slanders somebody or speaks ill regarding them. Then you're going to have to go ahead, he said, and you're going to have to explain it to him. Well, I'm going to come clean right now because I don't have to do much conversation in that realm when I get there. <laughs> yeah. The effectiveness. One of the things that I think has happened in, in our culture, in our time, that, that mouth sins some, somehow have been domesticated, you know, and become viewed as just naughty little habits and not really something that is affecting our whole person. Our spiritual lives and our practical lives. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, and the last one, musicians come. He says, don't let my mouth cause me to sin. Don't let my mouth cause me to sin. Because life and death. But I don't want you to go away heavy hearted. But if you're guilty, now is the time to align your tongue. The scripture says that Proverbs 20, whoever guides his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Oh, I wish I would have said that. <laughs> Got out of hand, didn't it? Words are a key to God's presence. It says in Psalms, Who may abide in the tabernacle and who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue grouped together
is the man who desires life? And loves many days that he may see good. Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. I've included in the number of scriptures various scriptures that refer to the types of tongues. Change your world by changing your your words. Feed on the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. Choose your friends, or excuse me, your food carefully. Plant yourself in God's word. Now the good news this morning is, of course, is that there's forgiveness with God. And most of the time there's forgiveness from people. But going forward, going forward, it's possible to be like a tree planted by rivers of water, according to Psalms chapter 1. powerful passage of a scripture as you stand with me today. In James there, when he says about, talks about the different fruits coming from different trees and different kind of water coming from the same, or coming from the same tree, same spring. He's saying, everything needs to be in harmony. 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 Not bitter and sweet. Either bitter or sweet. the words and the power of them. Don't sabotage your future. Sabotage your (laughs) spiritual life. Speak things that are life-giving. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. It's the most powerful member in your body. The most powerful member in your body.
It's an alignment service, not a condemnation service. And if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out of your mouth. God bless you. Go with God. He's gone with you. Amen.